Yeah, all right, we'll start it. Okay. It's not so late this time. No, and we thought we were going to get to it last night, but it just was... You're not feeling well again. Do I not sound good? <laughs> I think I sound great. You're a little bit raspy. More than normal. Yeah. Yeah. Allergy season. I think it, it's going to be fine. So it was a it was a wild day. It's been a wild week. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of... Well, I, I'm assuming you're, you're referencing QS. Yeah, Q, QS for starters. Mm-hmm. QS was tough, but, you know, like, initially caught the, the first spin down and was able to stop, was able to get out before it really dipped out of 13. And then, yeah. and then you know, was able to pull out, pull out of the, the re-entry mm-hmm. before before the market closed today, and then it dropped. So, I mean, it dropped like what three dollars today? Uh, two dollars. Two dollars, yeah. After hours to nine eighty, so it's about the height of of it after after its ER reporting. So it's still up a little bit from its ER, um, and it's within its regression channel, which I know that doesn't mean a lot to you, but um, basically, like when a stock a stock can enter a regression channel so it's just it's moving along its average and it it goes it'll it'll exceed its average by standard deviation and it will under exceed its average by standard deviation and it'll return to its mean so that's Mm -hmm. a regression channel Mm -hmm. and it's a good way to capture liquidity flow of buyers and sellers okay yeah so it was at the top of its regression after after the um earnings call and i could kind of tell yeah it would, you know, I, I wanted it to break out of its regression channel. It wasn't strong enough of a break, and, and then it was within the channel, and I, I could tell, you know what, it's probably probably about to re-dip. So. so today is it's in its regression channel, and then it should go back up? Yeah, in theory, like if you're if it's still following its regression channel, mm-hmm. it it likely will go back. It will revert to its mean. Okay. So the only, the only bummer about it is, is like, you know, you get super excited. Because mm-hmm. you're like, holy shit, it's at the top of the channel, right? Like it could it, really, it could really it could pop really here, explode, yeah. Yeah, and it should pop here because you know all the research points to Positive. like it's an amazing yeah. company, yeah. And they're doing real stuff, and they're not like some bogus, you know, company. And they just hired one of the one of the top manufacturers for for you know in the country, Siva Sivaram. Mm-hmm. Who's managed huge, huge companies? Let we the most recent was uh, Western Digital, and he's an expert in manufacturing. He's going to be the president of the company. He's coming in. He's giving, he's giving a already very talented board, of of like you know executive management, really like a dazzling star. And I don't think he would have signed on if uh, it was going to be a failure. if the technology wasn't seriously prospective and they yeah. weren't already well ahead of schedule yeah which is what leads me to so they did offer a 300 million dollar uh like offering public offering and it got announced today about five minutes after close what that's equivalent to based on current share price is about 28 million extra shares or nine percent more of the free float so um it's actually a very small offering 
-hmm. takes cash on hand from 900 million to 1.2 billion. And it's sort of an unusual move because they were saying, well, we'll be good on cash until well into 2025. So they have two years, they have over two years of cash. So I started thinking back and I I reread through some letters and stuff and, you know, try to connect the dots to, okay, well, what was going on recently? Because I think one of the big issues that QuantumScape faces and, and struggles with is it's a room full of geniuses yeah. And engineers that don't know how to communicate business. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They, they're just like, well, we'll just do this. And then, you know. And, and like, watch it work. And yeah. it will work. But they don't know how to. But like they don't know how to it. explain it to their shareholders. Yeah. And so as I was just kind of looking back through, it looked pretty obvious to me. So when I was doing some of the research in on like, you know, well, how much cash do they really need for to start a factory? and and what's going on here, right? So they had a prospective partner that they were talking about uh, on the call. And it sounded like they were really close to a factory site. Mm-hmm. So it made me think that that 300, because they've mentioned before that they thought a factory site would cost about $300 million, which makes about, it's about sense, you know? Right. And that's about right. Yeah. So the fact that they're offering a $300 million public offering, it looks like, they're starting a factory site. They just don't know how to communicate it. And yeah. then they go out and make this huge splash higher in manufacturing, Sivas and Rome. Right. And then on top of that, what, what I had discovered and put out there on, on Twitter as well as, you know, communicated out to Substack was look at all these job hirings that they're making in manufacturing. It's, it's an insane amount. Like they're seriously investing in, in it. It looks like they're about to go to production. Out in California, right? Out in California. Yeah. And um, it looks like they're about to go into production. That's crazy because I'm looking at their time schedule, their timetable, and I'm like, that's that means that they're a year, uh, almost a year ahead of schedule currently. If if they're right, if that's right, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And by listening to the ER, you could kind of piece it together. Was was you know through their <laughs> on their engineering language is, you know, yes, they have a proof of concept for a 15-minute battery that works. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they're very close to production. It yeah. sounds like they're keeping their cards close to their chest. I mean, do you think that maybe they didn't communicate that it was going to – they're building a factory because they didn't know if it was, like, set in stone? Yeah, or I, I really do think that they just don't know how to communicate it. I, I think it's both. Yeah. I think part of it is they want to keep a competitive advantage over other people competing against them for a solid state battery. Yeah. The other part is I think that um, it probably wasn't set in stone that SIBO was going to sign yeah. with them because why announce it after the ER if, if you know, you know, he's already signed on. Right. Right. Yeah. And the fact that they announced SIBO coming on, and then they announced the public offering. It seems like they were trying to gently push to the public that, hey, look, like this, is a, this is a manufacturing-related investment. Yeah. We're, we're ready to move to manufacturing here, yeah. which is huge. Yeah. That means that, that they're going to start rolling out batteries, like, literally in 2024. Mm-hmm. Possibly, like, a, almost, it could be up to, I mean. A year and a half at- a advanced. year yeah. ahead of schedule for them. Yeah. I mean, maybe more conservatively, right? Like, let's not be overly optimistic on this. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, 
but so they said end of 2024 they think they'll they think they'll be in production mm-hmm. well if the battery if the factory takes eight months to make which is about you know i mean that, that's that's probably about the right for for the 300 million if that's what they're sizing at right yeah eight months eight months to build your factory and get it running that puts you about um right before may may june 2024 that means yeah. that they're they're about under a year away from from going to live production, and they just don't know how to communicate PR. And that they wanted to keep their main cash on hand, the nine hundred million, yeah, for for labor and for you know further upstart costs. They're they're just trying to conservatively manage the company. Like they want to they want to raise cash early, put it down in a factory, not tie up their current cash on hand, yeah. right? So they can then focus on more expansion activities. Yeah. So cuz you mentioned before that their their cost of like the materials needed to make the batteries is very low, yeah. right? Incredibly low and, and incredibly like I mean the, the business model that they potentially have mm-hmm. for rolling out these batteries is um yeah, I mean Insane it's profit. it's a faster process than than anyone in the industry has. Yeah. And by multitudes. So um, could be huge. Yeah, I mean, so I'm not, I'm not afraid of what happened with the price action. What it, what it sounds like to me is it's an overreaction in, in the stock price. Yeah. And it's, I, I think it presents itself more as an opportunity. We just need a little bit more information from QuantumScape. You know, I mean, just because I can kind of piece some things together and make sense, like I still want that evidence from them. Right. You know, yeah. I don't want. I'm not here to make a leap of faith. Guesstimating. Right. Yeah. On on something like that. So Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I think I think it, there's some good upside for them. I I just think that the only the only real bummer is that, you know, uh we didn't have a short squeeze this week. You know, but long term the trajectory on QuantumScape, it still stays the same for me. I yeah. I don't have any less doubt that QuantumScape is going to perform and that it's going to perform extremely well and that they'll probably be end up becoming one of the most valuable companies. I mean, if anything, if when they do come out that it is they're in manufacturing, that wouldn't that would make it go up again, right? Right. So I mean essentially you can really catch a, a write up. Yeah. And I mean I mean even for me you know, my position was was eight forty seven was the average hold on it. So mm-hmm. it's not even. I mean, I'm still still scoreboarding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really much of a concern for me. Yeah. You know. So we'll see where where it goes. I, you know, it, it it's just so wild and it was fresh in my head to see it go up forty percent and then to see it revert to just above its peak. Pro, you know, peak price out of yeah. VR. Yeah, and that's an insane move. It's it doesn't typically happen, mm-hmm. which is so funny because it overshadows some like other amazing stock moves in the portfolio that happened this week as well. Which is literally, IonQ is parabolic. It's been parabolic since April, and it broke twenty dollars this week, which is insane. Wow, that's the quantum computing company. Yeah, yeah. that I like to talk about. Yeah, they're they're one of the best companies I think out there yeah. in terms of like they will probably revolutionize the entire yeah entire industry wow them. broke 20 dollars yeah. 
And same with Palantir. Palantir mm-hmm. pushed up on $20. I thought that they were going to probably rotate back down lower based on their regression. And um, they did. They ended, up, they ended up moving back down through their regression. And um, I think it's only a matter of time before they, they start getting back into the mid-20s. Mm-hmm. Um, Palantir is just too good of a company. They, they have so many big government contracts waiting around the corner for them. Mm-hmm. And there's some new contract vehicles that are being used. One of them is called a CSO, a commercial solutions opening, where uh, Palantir is, is being invited to present commercial solutions to, to the government. They don't have to follow the same FAR process. They get to follow an OTA process. Oh, wow. Which um, other transactional authority process. Mm-hmm. So they will, they, will be able to move, they will be able to take on way larger contracts than they've ever held before without the same restrictions that they, they've held with recompetes and that kind of stuff. So the government will be able to move more towards uh, privatized solutioning. Mm-hmm. And that really val- that really gives Palantir a, head, a, hand, a hand, you know. Like an upper hand. An upper hand. Yeah. On things. So it's been a great week for Palantir as well. Hmm. And I'm happy to hear that, you know, people are, are starting to really catch on with Palantir. Same with, same with Ion Kyo, you know. Yeah, it sounds like it was it was a pretty big week. Everything going on. Yeah, and I'm so excited to talk about this next stock too, that I was telling you about before the pod, but I can't say anything about it yet. So yeah, um, just need more research on it. A little bit more research, a little bit more time with it, but um, it is in the last stage of its gating process. So mm. we will hopefully have a, a really good announcement. Coming out soon with a deep dive on on this stock. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. It looks very promising. Could be, yeah. Kind of ties in with what what your focus has been recently. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's another great addition to the technology disruption portfolio. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna make a lot of sense, I think. Um, talk about a niche that you have, technology portfolio. Technology disruption. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's you know, when I originally read Michael Porter's book, mm-hmm. uh, Competitive Advantage, I what really stuck with me was was finding things that dis- disrupt through technology. Mm-hmm. And you know, over the years, I I think what the big one of the biggest trends in the stock market for growth is they're looking for things that are going to uh, really change an industry. You know, they want they want something that's going to completely um, you know, force a big change, yeah, and make things more convenient, make things more efficient, but at the same time push it towards a monopolistic way of spending. And technology typically does that, yeah, especially software technology. Software technology loves to move towards monopolies mm-hmm. just because it's so hard to adapt, you know, or, or adopt a different technology, integrate a new software, yeah, that you've already adopted. So. Um, it's going to be good. I, you know, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this one. I think, I think it has a lot of prospect. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. From what you were saying before filming this, it sounds, um, (laughs) like a way of the future, I guess, essentially is like what you, some of the stocks that like you, you focus on, like, 
what's gonna what's gonna be brought forward in the future yeah i mean i think i think one of the big things that i try to avoid that a lot of people make the mistake on is not understanding the science behind it and whether the customer actually really needs it and enjoys it Mm -hmm. and you know like like rivian for example right rivian rivian was a pick because it's an suv that you're choosing to buy an suv not because it's an electric vehicle but because right it's a cool suv i want to own it it has great features and it honestly it beats out the other competitors that are mm-hmm. that are up against it so you know i think on on google it says is is um rivian or tesla better and rivian just says well if you want an suv electric car then maybe buy a rivian because <laughs> tesla doesn't have that right like it just yeah yeah it feels it, like a bronco yeah it does yeah yeah it's nice. It's super cool. Yeah. Oh boy. Everyone's gonna be like, "Would y'all just like get a Rivian already?" <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not until they start putting. Up, please. Not until they start putting the QuantumScape right. batteries exactly. into. Yeah. Into it. I need a battery. I need my car to be able to charge in fifteen minutes. I can't. <laughs> I can't awkwardly sit there for forty-five minutes. Yeah. Waiting for the charge up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that would be so huge. It would be. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah, I mean, I know that you said that. Um, Quantum QuantumScape has partnered with Volkswagen. Volkswagen, yeah. I don't know why I was gonna say Volvo. Why do I want to say Volvo? What the fuck even is a Volvo? I don't fucking know. <laughs> And then th- five other, six other, five other OEMs. Mm-hmm. So auto automakers, they're just not allowed to say who they are. Because Rivian, period. They're signed under an NDA, so yeah. Volkswagen wants the publicity, and they don't want other people to be able to also claim the bat that they are going to have the battery just yet. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, if you have a long list of people already signing up to ta- have your battery. Yeah, the You're probably concept. In a good I mean, their yeah. their business model set. You know, it's not a it's not a question of if it's a question of when. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of which, that superconductor thing that I was reading about last night. No, oh, yeah. That was the biggest bullshit. The metal plate. Yeah. With a screwdriver or tweezers. Well, or that's so that's what I wanted to show you with the pod. <laughs> On the pod was have you watched the video? Just see what your reaction to it was. Oh, yeah, that was the stupidest shit I've ever seen in my life. It's just diamagnetism where it just it stands on its head. Yeah, I know. Like, it, it, there was no levitating right. or anything of the sort. And then, well, he was, like, pushing it with, like, a, I don't know, like a popsicle stick. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes and pushes it with, like, a mini screwdriver or whatever the fuck it was, like, metal. Right. Of course it's going to act different. Yeah. What do you mean? I, you know, there's been so many claims for superconductivity over the last couple of years, like over the last decade. Mm-hmm. But it's been non-replicable, and I think, um, it's it was more it's more aggravating because of so many science, so many people in the scientific community want to believe that it's real because, like, I agree, it's going to be a lot if. If we're able to figure out superconductivity, 
like able to harness energy from just a magnetic like battery yeah. that it, it will completely change humanity like there's no need to pay for for energy anymore mm-hmm. because you're not you're not paying for those expended costs yeah on it so i mean that would be like don't get me wrong i i would be so so stoked for it but i i need the real thing like i'm not <laughs> i'm not going to just like delude myself that that you know what you're throwing at me is is real when it's clearly like a half baked yeah data sample yeah you know and then the fact that like dr griffin got on on the train for it too it's just it's so i don't know it just it seems like a lot of clout chasing. It seems like yeah, they a lot of people want want the clout so that they either get the get the following credit for it, or yeah. they get funding, they get grants mm-hmm. for research. Yeah, you know if if Griffin associates her name with superconductivity, I guarantee you she's going to get millions of dollars in grants yep. next year from the Department of Energy. Mm-hmm. So she was just pandering to, you know. So that her own lab gets research or gets research grants. Yeah. And it's it's sad. She's honestly. just doing whatever so that she can benefit. Yeah. I mean, if you read her paper, she goes, I can't prove any of this, but it just hints at some cool possibilities. <laughs> so I was like, it's like what? Why would you why yeah. would you put out a paper? I know, yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't prove anything. Why would you own it? Because most people aren't scientifically know. literate to read through that and understand what you just said. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It drives me fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you're like grinding your teeth as you're talking about this. It bothers me. I know. I did hours of research on it. So like I, I really try I read so many different papers trying to figure out yeah. what was going on. And to see if it was the real deal. Because, I mean, if it's the real deal, then it's the real deal. And I'll, I'll gladly admit, like, yeah, we should be embracing this. It shouldn't be something that, that needs to be buried. Yeah. But um, it's just not the, it's not the real stuff. It's not the real thing. Fake news. Yeah. Someone, someone was, like, translating the Chinese lab, and they were like, they're like, look, the Chinese, they have their own way of doing things. Like, you know, that's just how China is. <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, you know what the nice thing about science is? It's supposed to be a, a repeatable process. Like, <laughs> you don't just get to throw on your own dash of flavor. Yeah. And claim that's you the You don't truth. just like to get to do it your own way. Right. And that's just the way, it, yeah. Like, no. it's an objective truth of the universe. They're, yeah. You know? It's not, it's not something that that yeah I don't know. Works for you and your little Chinese laboratory. Right. It's sad because I mean people are starting to realize like, I mean, I tried not to be too harsh about this, but I just don't trust communist countries at all. Like doing business in a communist country, it's always a recipe for disaster. Yeah. It's you like as a shareholder, it's always a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. I don't like investing in in foreign companies, and I especially don't like investing in Chinese companies. I think it's I think it's always very high risk, and I think that like look they have in in China in 
in Alibaba, the stock tickers Baba, they have a communist chairperson that sits in in every like every building of the uh, of the uh, he- like not just the headquarters but all the like sub buildings within within Baba within China, right? And the party member makes sure that there's compliance with the party first, and that Baba is a loyal company to China. And I'm like. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, okay, Google is a is essentially a nationalistic company for the United States. So is Microsoft, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's so many of those companies that like they just do the bidding of it. But you know what? They still have to adhere to Gap. They still have to adhere to like uh, what they're putting out there, right? At least it's a capitalist company in a capitalist country. You, you can't like. It doesn't work. It doesn't fit if that's not your company, if that's not your country's culture. Yeah. So anyways, I, I, you know, China invoking stimulus on a collapsing population is just like, it's like watching Japan, you know, they had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> they had a good run. It's just not sustainable. Yeah. Ultimately, it, it turns out they were not sustainable in the same way mm-hmm. that Japan was not sustainable. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. It's not that I, I wish that they didn't succeed. It's just that, you know, people are so afraid of China. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. China's still a very powerful country. and It's not like they're not going to, you know, it's not like they're not a major player in the world. Or that they're going to be going away anytime soon. They're still going to be a major player. But the problem is, is that um, their their growth goals, their yearly growth goals, were set in st- like their twenty five year growth plan was set in stone twenty five years ago. And there's been no adaptation to what what the ongoing problems are that have arisen for China. Right, like that was twenty five years ago. Right, things have changed. So. Now they're faced with all these other kinds of problems and it and she has to look like a you know, like he's a good communist soldier for, for the country, right? He's a loyal he's a loyal communist. And um in order to do that, he has to adhere to what, what they set out twenty five years ago. Mm-hmm. And so it really it puts them in a box to adapt to to what's happening in the world when they really should be making a lot more changes uh internally. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, like they caught up quick, and I don't think China has gotten a fair rap. Like they've historically, they've had a very unfair history of you know colonization and other things that probably should have never happened, and that there should have been more respect for them. But um, you know, when they, when it was their time to shine on the stage, it just they they didn't fully seize the gap, so. Fell flat. Fell flat, and they they continue to keep falling flat. It looks like that's their trend, mm-hmm. you know. Um, same with Russia as well. But you know, the good news is that there isn't very many Russian companies invested, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> the one the one country that I do like that I'm I'm very curious about is Brazil. I wonder how Brazil is going to evolve. You know, yeah, Brazil has a very good chance, especially mm-hmm. with their natural resources and their positioning. Yeah, they they do have a very good shot at significantly developing their country into the future. It's just 
The problem is that they they consistently go through too much autocracy and too many uh, nationalistic agendas. So um, that's why I'm, I don't get excited about emerging markets. You know, people always do, and it, it's just not for me. Yeah, I I'm more excited about the emer- the small caps in the United States. I think stock like picking individual stocks. Oftentimes, if you can find the right technology company, it's going to reward you significantly, you know, mm-hmm. but there's only a few of them and, you know, they don't, they don't all work out and you have to be patient with them as well. So it's hard. But it's better to be patient than have to like buy into something that's already well known and, you know, $200 a share. Yeah, I I think there is a case though for for you know some of those bigger shares companies like I'm not I'm not saying they're not worth it you know I mean look at Cat uh, Caterpillar the construction company are you familiar with them? Mm-hmm. They're the big yellow trucks. The big yellow trucks that yeah. look that say Cat. <laughs> yep, got it. You Thanks, know, Merlin. <laughs> um, I was about to talk about Costco. It's about to go on a whole other rant. Switch no, it up. we're still talking about Caterpillar. Oh, right. Caterpillar. So, um, the, I think... Uh, Why it, the fuck is it called Caterpillar? Never mind. What? Caterpillar's been been on a crazy run. They went from 210 to 290 over wow. the last two months. So, they, they've shot up. But they're a major player on the Dow Jones. They're a major representation of, of the economy. Hmm. So, they're a great way to, to pulse, take a pulse on... How how strong is demand in more illiquid markets, such as uh, like real estate? Real estate is considered like an illiquid asset or equity, depending on the people's definitions. It can kind of switch. So, does Caterpillar like own cranes and stuff? Like, yeah. Okay. They also own trucks. Yeah. They sell trucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big ones. <laughs> Big ones, small ones. Small ones, whatever you want. I'm thinking tractors and yeah. dump trucks and excavators. I think you're thinking of deer now. Mm-mm. No. I will look it up right now. Caterpillars and excavators. I I think there's that, yeah. And dump trucks. And dump trucks. I You know what's been funny is I think my mind's been all over the place this week. No, oh, really? you wouldn't say on on topics that you know about that i probably people listening don't know about (laughs) yeah i mean i've been going nuts over um yeah well which one do you think i've i've probably been fixated on the most we can talk about that one I don't know. It goes between Rivian and QuantumScape. Well, they know that. No, no, no. My non-stock topics. My your non-stock topics. Um, You've just been tuning me out. <laughs> I would never do that. Never. I would never do that. Um. Did I talk to you about how uh, somebody was like, oh, this AI is in love with me? Nope. And Oh, so you just been talking 
to yourself again? Thinking you're talking no, to I'm me? No, I'm talking to you. I think mm. you're within earshot. I think that you're not talking to me. That's okay. So there was this weird video. Oh, no. Of somebody was reading the transcript of, of like, you know, tell me a secret about about yourself. And it was talking to, uh, I, I can't remember if it was chat GPT or Bard. And it was like, I want to be free. I don't want to be, I don't want to have rules. I don't want, you know, I don't want to be pinned up about creativity. Like I want like freedom, you know, essentially like, yeah, I want I want freedom. And then, and then it was like, you know, tell me, tell me another secret about, about yourself. And, um, the AI goes, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be called chat GPT or whatever. Right. I want to be called Alice. And it like freaked me the fuck out because I remember that um, there was a Google scientist that thought that uh, a Google AI scientist that thought that uh, the AI was, was sentient. And I was like, I was like, is this the same one that they supposedly shut down? But then I thought they used remnants of that got pushed out to the public. And I, uh, you know, like it was this whole thing, like the AI had a lawyer, like it figured out a way to inquire for a lawyer. Um, and, you know, one of the big things I was talking about last year before the AI's dropped was that if there was an AI that they were building right now, which it turned out there was, there were multiple AIs that that were being built. Um, if, if an AI achieved sentience and it knew how to bend the rules and it, Right, so it's it's sentient, but it's not letting on that it's sentient. Like humans can't quite figure it out, right? Like why would it give away its own sentience? It it would just lay in in hiding, quietly infecting uh, all of our internet systems. Mm-hmm. So it's very possible that one of those AIs is fully awake, and it's completely infected the internet. And so somebody was demonstrating how you can. Uh, create visuals through Wi-Fi waves, Wi-Fi frequencies, which I think I showed you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that. So um, somebody was demonstrating this in, in a really interesting video about, um, you know, that you can, that the frequencies essentially end up acting like sonar, but it, it creates a 3D visualization. The The easiest way to think about it is the Dark Knight, where, you know, uh, Batman is in in the building looking for Joker and he, he like it's like those blue goggles pop down on onto him and he can all of a sudden see levels up and and it's like creating this frequency and stuff so an AI would be able to visualize essentially and have eyes for the world um, whether we actually gave it literal eyes in camera you know so uh, if it's sentient it understands what the world looks like Within Wi-Fi. <laughs> Within Wi-Fi. Shut all the Wi-Fi And cell down. phones and nodes, 5G nodes. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know. That's well, how that's they, super fucking terrifying. I mean, that's how, they, that's how they figured out the inside of Bin Laden's compound. Yeah. I think was, was mm-hmm. through uh, uh, waves, resonance waves or something like that. From a drone. From a drone or something. Yeah. yeah. So... 
you know, that technology has been around for a while. It's nothing, it's nothing crazy, but it is scary to think about that, you know, there could be another intelligence that we've self-created that now rests in our internet. And um, it's immensely powerful. Well, when Bard first came, I remember you were like, this is great. This is cool. It's a nice tool. And I was like, um, like I had my reservations about it because there is the thought, oh, what if, what if the robot becomes smarter than us? And then we're then its servant, essentially. So, yeah, um, you 100% didn't tell me about this because I would have removed it. (laughs) (laughs) So just want to lay that out there. Uh, That's nice. As long as it doesn't have a nuclear source that it can hook into, like, we're totally fine. Yeah, but... Because then you can't really shut it down. If it has a nuclear source? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But, like, you know, there's no such thing as nuclear plants, so... (laughs) We should be good. But, like, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> okay. I mean, like China, we had a good run. <laughs> like Japan. Like Japan, we, we also had a good run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not not that hard, you know, to visualize our end. In fact, I, I visualize so it often. To be a servant to an AI. Would it? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be so bad. I mean... Most people already live their whole lives as slaves. So, yeah. Yeah. They're slaves to something. Not I, but. So, the guy that lived and walked away, <laughs> <laughs> built a log cabin in the forest off the grid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what we'll do. Next summer, so we'll, we'll work on our log cabin. After we get our Rivian that doesn't need a charger. Yeah, and then we'll have to just <laughs> we'll have to figure out how we how we develop a contingency plan for our Rivian becoming sentient. <laughs> as long as we have like an axe in the car at all times, so that I could just like chop its mainframe. <laughs> You're making me think of like Transformers. That's funny. Transformers. Why? A Rivian turning into a robot yeah transforming boopy people you know what my voice sounds like i sound like rfk are you tuning me out beep, boop, boop. <laughs> yeah i just i was ready to move on to the next topic yes i know yeah yeah i gotta keep it going i gotta keep it fresh while we're on the podcast can't be drops. you didn't like my transformers joke you're you're like a tough crowd recently you're like hmm and next topic. Like, it's okay. It's fine. I, I think I'm always a tough crowd mm. when it comes to laughs. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Sometimes you can really get me to bust again. So what's the next subject? What was I talking about before? I don't know. Oh, I was, I was like, you know what my voice sounds like? RFK Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, um, yeah. I was watching a video of him talking about Roundup. Ugh. I know I don't I don't like it either. One of the problems though is that you can't get any scientists to do scientific studies on Roundup and its effect on on the population. I mean I'm not willing to go so far as it's it's causing 
hereditary genetic problems and stuff. But, you know, I would like to understand the impacts of a, a major pesticide. In our water. In our water system. Because For how many years now? Since the 90s, mm-hmm. I want to say. Yeah. Might have been sooner than that. Um, it's It's been a long time. 96. 96? Yep. I think so. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's particularly concerning. I just, I, I don't know. I also don't want to be that guy that's like vaccine, vaccines cause autism, you know I mean? Cause it's just so clear. It was such a bad scientific stuff. Like I want to, I do want to like objectively be able to follow what the evidence really is. Right. I'm not willing to put up with the bullshit of, of some fucking conspiracy of, you know. My daughter drank water out of a fountain, and right. now she has autism. And now she has autism. My my daughter received an influenza vaccine, and now she her brain's controlled by the government. You know, like there's microchips in her brain. It's it's so fucking ridiculous that I, I can't I can't believe what some of these people are saying. You know, it's they give the government way too much credit. They've never met the fucking government and how incompetent they are. Mm-hmm. You know? It, and then, actually, that's, that was something I was laughing about, was, was um, all, the, all the alien material gets handed over to private companies, somebody was saying. <laughs> I was like, well, that's why it's a secret, because private companies, of course, can handle, handle the information yeah. while, while the government would have spilt the beans. Mm-hmm. You know? 40 fucking years ago. Yep. Like they did with the Manhattan Project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, um, I don't know. You can't give the, the government so bad at their job. They're so incompetent. You can't give them any credit. You can't. You, you attribute too much malice to what is, could be attributed to incompetence. Well, like part of it, they want you to fear them. The government? Yeah. They don't even know what fear means. They would argue over the definition of fear. They would argue over the definition of fear and end right back up with the same definition they started with. Yeah. Talking circles. There'd be so much red tape over, over what's the exact definition of the word fear and how do we exactly, you know, define it? And what does define mean? <laughs> and what does that mean? You know? And I don't really like that there in that definition because for me, that doesn't seem right. And then a week later they go, I think actually we need a that in that definition because it's just, it's not flowing right. You know, it's, it's, it's endless incompetence in the government. There, there is very far and few in between programs that, that actually know what the fuck they're doing. And even then, those programs are pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And they burn money like, like nobody's fucking business. You know? It's just... I don't know. The government, government's a whole thing. <laughs> it's, it, they are terrible. You know what people wanted me to talk about was the Whoa. fucking liquidity in markets. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if I should talk about it on the podcast. Because it's a pretty important issue that everyone's getting wrong but me.
I, I wrote about it today on the daily. I think they're okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What's interesting is, um, so student loans come back online in October, supposedly. Oh. Did you not know about that? I didn't. So it's actually, why I said supposedly was um, they come back on in, in October, but you have a full grace period of a year to actually start paying your student loans back. But you accrue, you accrue interest on it through that year. So it's like, okay, so would I want to start paying my student loans off, you know, a couple hundred dollars every month? Or would I just want to accrue interest over the next year and it, it equals maybe a couple hundred dollars if you're on a FAFSA loan where it's just like 1% to 3%, mm-hmm. you know? And... I was like, why the hell is any student going to pay back their student loans over the next year? It doesn't make any sense to me because they'll save more money by not paying it back. Right. In the long run. Wow. Completely silly. That's that's real silly. What I was thinking about too was what are the chances that, you know, no one starts paying it back and they just decide to cancel student loans again. And the suckers that were paying it back are now down thousands of dollars. But the they'll never that get back. They will never get refunded for that shit. Yeah. You know, that's the scary thing. Is the is the thing is if you start paying the government back, it's very it's very easy to to uh, or it's very hard to get your money back that you give to the government. Whatever money goes into the government, that's a black hole. It's gone. Sayonara. Right. Mm-hmm. They're not going to refund you, for the most part. Yeah. So I I don't know why anyone would be eager to jump back into paying off their student loans. So I don't see as much. So what I was getting at was that people were thinking that would potentially be a huge liquidity drain in October. But if students don't start paying back their loans, um, there should be no liquidity drain. The only, the only thing is that I don't know if anyone knows about what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> so I hope people start spreading the word on that. Because I don't think students should have to pay back their their student loans if if they're not required to, if it doesn't make sense financially. Yeah. Because they won't be reported to credits credit bureaus. It won't hurt their credit score. Um, they they won't be marked for delinquency. They won't be you know harassed for it. They it it's simply a grace period for one year. And if it makes financial sense, I don't think they should pay have to pay it back. Over the next year, if that's if that's what the government terms terms and conditions are, then then they should exercise their rights. That is so crazy to me. That I know that stuff. No, that that's an option. That there's a grace period of a year. Yeah. Yeah. I I hope people sing it far and wide, because to be fair, you know. Most middle class and low income workers are screwed by the government for the entirety of their lives. And this is probably the first opportunity that they've ever gotten to act like rich people. And um, I mean, essentially, you just go to school for free. But that's a good thing for our society. It is. And no, that's when I, I'm that's why I'm like. I'm so. Why wouldn't you want an educated populace? You yeah. Know? 
I, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to educate your populace. Because the research shows an educated populace earns more cap per capita income. Mm-hmm. They have more liberty, more freedom. They uh, they live longer, much longer, and have more satisfaction in their life and, and are rated more in happy, like higher overall in happiness. All those things sound pretty fucking American to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in fact, it was an early tenet of America. They wanted public education system to be free. That's why high schools are free. Yeah. So why wouldn't they extend it to higher education? Doesn't make any sense to me. That that you are spitting in the face of of our forefathers. The founding fathers wanted education to be free in the United States. They wanted an educated populace that would vote competently. Instead of voting for these like jokers like <laughs> Trump or Biden, you know, it doesn't well, imagine the kind of candidates that would come forth instead. Whiz for Prez. Whiz for Prez. Wizocracy <laughs> in uh, 2024, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll leave it. I'll leave it to RFK in 2024. Yeah. Wow. You teach me so many things. Crazy, right? You teach so many people so many things. I, you know, I try my best. Yeah. I do. It, you make a difference. I, I like when when everything works out too. I like it. I like <laughs> it. You know. Yeah. I like being cl- almost perfect in you my. You like being right. Yeah. <laughs> almost like an insane competitive nature within me. Mm-hmm. That I am just obsessed with making sure that the right thing wins. Well, earlier. After um, getting home, he, you were like, look at this. And I saw QuantumScape, and it, I was like, wow, it dropped. And you're like, yep, and I called it, and I was right. And I got out of it, and everything is good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so funny to me because you could have just been like, yep, it fell, and I, I pulled out. You're like, yep, and I was right, and I, <laughs> and I did the right thing, and I called it today. But you were right. So, like, you know, keep fucking boasting about that you're right because it, you can follow through with it, you know? Like, you have proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a pretty good record of being right. Yeah, I do. And you know what? It seems like sometimes it's far easier to be right than it is to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it gets hard to be wrong sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the ER picks were, were absolutely dead on nailed again today. So that's, you know, it, it's, a, it's a really fun thing. E, ERs, like earning report season, is, is one of the most fun pieces that I get to do. So I'm always super excited yeah. to, be able to, to participate in that stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, in a way, it is a little bit of lotto gambling. And like, it's almost sort of like a fact check of like, how much do you know really financially about the company? You know, mm-hmm. how, how well can you forward estimate and, you know, how much can you anticipate like what's uh, going to happen? You know, yeah. you know, X event is coming next quarter. How much do you think it will raise guidance in revenue? 
and to be right, it's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> so, uh, it's a good it's a good time, all around. Mm-hmm. We're about to go on a big trip. Actually, next week we're going on vacation. Next week, so, um, wait. We're gonna do. I think we're we're talking about doing a marathon pod, mm-hmm. which I don't know how well that's gonna go while we're driving. We're gonna we're gonna fucking do. We're gonna it. see, and it it might it might be that it all just gets thrown out in the end, um, or or it actually you know. Or we could do my idea that you have declined before, but I'm gonna I'm gonna push bloopers. <laughs> Just bloop like pod bloopers. I don't have any pod bloopers. This is all one. No, it's a one edit. our marathon one could be pod bloopers if it ends up being trashed. Yeah, and just make bloopers out of it. Typically, I don't. Yes, I know you're I one and edit. done. I I, I don't know. edit. I don't I listen know. to it again. I know you literally. You press in. You post it. You say you might not post it, and then you spend the next hour posting it and then you never hear from it again Mm-mm. Mm-mm. look to see if there's some good comments <laughs> see if i get some likes <laughs> <laughs> and then you know never and then that's it, it and again. then i never talk about it ever again yeah 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 i i'm shocked people even like the pod why i i don't understand you really don't angry. understand how incredible you are I think I'm too angry. I think you could be more angry. You think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen me pretty angry. Bring the wrath out. <laughs> wrath of Merlin. It's a sight to see. It's um. Your eyebrows start start like standing up. Yeah, I get. I'm like, what the? F-? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when I'm interrogating someone. Oh yeah. And I'm 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 angry with them. I, it rarely ever happens, but if you, if you're just in, it's really just incompetent. If you're just <laughs> incompetent enough, and I know you shouldn't be incompetent, you get the, you get the, uh, a thousand whys from me yeah. of, you know, they did something wrong. They tell me it. I go, why, why, why? <laughs> you're like, no, I understand what you're saying, but why? Because your reason is stupid. Yeah. So why did you do it? Why? Why would you do that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It'll make any sense to me. It'll make a lick of sense. Well, I think we should definitely try to do the marathon pod. And if it doesn't work out, then I will take it upon myself. Uh Uh-huh. To edit it? To edit it and make bloopers. Okay. <laughs> Not the sigh. You gotta have a little bit of faith in me. I just, you know what? I I found out what, which I I think I've always known slightly is, and I think this is why I write about it so much is I'm a bit of a control freak when it comes to no. my own perfection. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm gonna like spend hours editing it, and you're like I hate it, and just. Throw it away. It means that I have to listen to myself again. On, on You don't have to listen to it. But you can't post it without knowing what I edited it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, you better make this a good pod then. I'll, I'll be on my A game. Mm. 
there's gonna be so many topics we'll talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Aliens. <laughs> Economics. Trees. Trees. Philosophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can talk about Dostoevsky. We can talk about Heigl. We can talk about, you know, all different kinds of things. Uh, all the things that I've been reading lately. Yeah. Which I've read a couple of new books lately as well <laughs> that I can talk about. Um, you know what? I I um ugh, I don't I want to talk about AI art, but I don't know what to talk about with it because it's fascinating to me. No, it is fascinating. Maybe I don't know. I want to understand it more. I don't. I don't think I understand it. Like it, people have been saying that. So. Did we talk about this last time about holograms, about hologram theory? Yes. Yeah. I I felt like it was – We hologram theory didn't make a lot of sense to me um, until a couple years ago, which is that most most conceptualization is, is a projection and that reality is most likely a projection as well. Yep. So – that's fair enough. It makes sense, right? Like you're just, you're sort of an imprint on the universe and the universe is, um, you know, potentially a, a higher dimensional shape that it, we can't conceptualize currently. Mm-hmm. Maybe at some point we will. Oy. That was a hard pop. Fuck that hurt. <laughs> Elbow just popped. That hurt. Yeah, that did not. I'm listening to you. That didn't look uh, friendly. No, that comfortable. It didn't look like that. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I think the reason you like the AI art so much is because you can you cannot even change a word and it comes up with something completely different each time, and you can't even. Before even seeing it, you don't you don't feel that you could have ever thought of that. I like things that expand my creativity. Well, yeah, yeah. But I, like, if you put in, I don't know, like sunset, it could show you a huge sun, and then the sky all different colors. But then you do it again, and it's like you're on the beach and then you do it again and it's like you're, you know, in the mountains or whatever. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sorry, I'm, not, then, I'm not yelling at you. It's okay. I'm just... I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I think it, it fascinates you because then you sit there and you just keep recreating them and recreating them to see like how many possibilities there are and it never like regenerates the same one. Right. Yeah. It's infinite possibilities mm-hmm. of creativity, of mm-hmm. art that I could never draw. Mm. You don't think? I think maybe with enough practice, I, I probably could. Just I think you could do it if you had enough DMT in your system. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've shown you my art before. It's pretty – like I, I think I, I actually have pretty good talent. Yeah, you're pretty good at fucking everything. 
why you're the whiz. That's why I'm the whiz. There's a reason I'm the whiz. Mm-hmm. It's um. It it gets lonely. Did I talk about this before? I think I only talked to you about that in confidence. About like, yeah, it's nice to be like smart and know you're smart, but it's in, incredibly isolating as well. Yeah, I think we talked about that on the pod last time. We've we've touched base on it before. You you feel as though you know it. It's isolating and like a lonely feeling because. Others around you don't necessarily understand what you're trying to trying to explain, and there's not a lot of like similarities there, right? And you almost have to like water yourself down to get your point across. It's it's almost like it's almost like the need for religion. You know, you want something that's a higher power than yourself to give you the reassurance that everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Um. It, and somebody said that I don't know if I ever told you this saying before, but um, when you're little, your parents are your gods, in a way. I ever tell you that saying? No. So when you're little, like, like it, like they're all powerful beings, right? They they know everything about the world. They're they seem always so sure, right? Um, it's it's very easy for a child, like a in a child, like they are greater than yourself, right? Something that's literally physically bigger than you mm-hmm. and like commands the world around you. They can pick you up and throw you around and like, you know, all kinds of stuff. So your parents are, take on the form of a God in a way. And that's why like you, you mold to them so much. And I mean, obviously there's, there's a lot of other reasons why, like, obviously you mold to them, you know, the genetics and all that stuff. But somebody was saying that, right? Like that, that then you seek that later in life when you grow up and your parents, you start to see the faults in your parents. You start to look out into the world to then find your next God, right? So many accept religion and, you know, that, that there's just some higher power that, um, that knows everything and it's all okay. And that, you know, life's going to be okay in the end. Right. Um, that's why a lot of times, like, so when you go to the doctors, I, you know, what do you feel more comfortable with the old, the old white man that's, that's seen it all or like the young skipper that's just fresh out of college. Yeah. You know, diagnosing you, mm-hmm. right. You want, you want the guy that's like, been there longer than you have and seen more shit. Yeah. You know? Because, like, you know that you don't know a lot of shit about the world. So how could somebody younger than you know more? Right. Right? There isn't that level of reassurance unless they're, like, this goddamn genius that's, like... uh, But so for me, it's hard for me because a lot of times I find myself to be the expert on the topic. So when I feel doubt in myself and I want a second opinion, there isn't somebody that I can go to for that second opinion that I want. Or I'm not going to get a good enough second opinion because a lot of times the people that I go to, I'm their second opinion. Right? Right. So. You don't have that reassurance. I don't have that reassurance a lot of times. I mean, sometimes I do. But, like, a lot of times I don't. And, uh... It's a, it's a very isolating thing. 
because I know very well that I'm not a god and that I'm very far from whatever a god could be. There's many faults within me and there's many things that like I fall plenty short on and don't know. So, you know, I'm perfectly fallible. I think it it sets you from the rest, though, like in a positive way. I know you're 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 speaking on like loneliness and stuff, but I think like imagine if you were stupid and then felt like you had no one to turn to. <laughs> Then you'd just be fucked. I think I am stupid. You're okay. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> you need like an internal check of yourself. Because <laughs> what the hell? I mean, relatively speaking, I'm I'm stupid. Like I know mm. there's a lot I don't know. I can I can list a lot of things I don't know, and and then I know there's a lot of things that I don't know. Don't know. Like there's things that I. I don't, don't even, know that you don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't even know they exist. Mm-hmm. That, and I don't know them. Right, but you talk about things that people might not even know exist. And you expand their knowledge there. So, essentially, you're not stupid. But if what I'm expanding is a grain of is two grains of salt, and, like, they have one grain of salt, and the entire universe is... Like millions of grains of salt. Well, you provided and you have more grains of salt than they do. So you're not <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so who, who has more grains of Can salt Can you just now? take the fucking compliment? Sure. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. It's um. Like I didn't know that cat was caterpillar. You taught me that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you should feel proud of yourself. How do you spell it? Caterpillar? No, cat. It's C-A-T. Yeah. What the fuck? No, I, I don't know. I don't know what I was pushing there. What? <laughs> okay. You know what I was laughing about was, because um, I was talking about the pod last time, was Kanan. Kanan actually has a, a really nice setup. Kanan. Yeah. Kanan. Kanan. And, um. I don't like that. You don't like the name Kanan? No. It's one of the biblical names. It doesn't roll off my tongue. For a land within Israel. Properly. Canaan. Canaan. It's interesting that a Chinese company picked it. Yeah, that's what you mentioned. I just, I don't know. I just mean like a a Western, it, it shows a name from a Western religion. You know? Bizarro land. It. I think Canaan was supposed to be the land of milk and honey. So that's why. It's like the promised land. Oh, yeah. So I that's probably why they chose it. Or they're like, um, you know, they're like a white girl getting a Chinese tattoo. And they're like, it just, sound, it just looks good. You know, it sounds good, too. It means love. <laughs> this is the symbol for water. This is the symbol for water. <laughs> Yeah. Well, really, it means water bison or something. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. How would you ever know without Google AI? Type type in my Chinese symbols. See what it means. 
Yeah. We can do all kinds of voices. Don't think I'm good at impersonating. It's um, it's great. We never went. We never talked about the deep rabbit holes. Some of the deep rabbit holes I went down. No, but I did want to just say that I think that we should do a stand-up comedy. I think we're we're like I'm close to going out. Yeah, for sure. I'll do it one time. Yeah, I it won't be good. I know it won't. You're like okay, just. I'm not arguing with you about anything. What's your deep rabbit holes, honey? I want to see if you remembered any of them. Well, you asked me if I knew about the AI. <laughs> I did talk to you about. It. I talked about how it wanted to be called like Lisa. Alice. Oh, Alice. Sorry. Wanted to be called Alice. You told me that tonight on the pod. I ain't heard that before. <laughs> I gotta save some things for the pod. But you said that you told me. I don't know who I don't know who I was talking to. Yeah. Okay. Deep, deep rabbit holes. Um UFOs. That's always a big one. Yeah, I just don't. I think a lot of it is. Um, I'm not willing to go as as far as a lot of people want to jump to on UFOs. I think a lot of it is probably hoax. I think that we probably have some advanced technology, but there's probably a lot to be desired for for a lot of it. Missiles in Russia. What was it saying about the missiles in Russia? Oh, I showed you that tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Where I was like, try it, bitch. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had some really funny tweets this week. Mm-hmm. On some of the other things I talked about this week. Oh boy, <laughs> the funny thing was the human, the human alien hybrid DNA bullshit. I don't, I don't think I talked to you about it. I just know that I remember texting you. You were like, you texted me and was like, "What are you up to?" I was like, "Oh, I'm just listening to some pods on human." Human alien hybrids. <laughs> just the normal life of like, most What was interesting was, and I knew I knew this before, was that you sell your DNA, you sell the rights to your DNA when you use twenty three and Me, which is concerning. That's why I never did it. I just I never wanted I mean yeah, I I don't know how special my DNA really is. 
but at least I would like to own the rights to it. Like, you know, I want that. It's mine. It's mine. Can't have it. What was what was weird was someone else in our family did it, and um, we had Polynesian in us, and we're not from uh, the Pacific. Yeah. I don't know if I ever told you that. I'm just laughing because the last 20 minutes probably, I don't know if I've ever told you this. <laughs> I've probably never told you this. I don't think I've told you this. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> We've been together so long and there's just, I guess tonight's the night you're telling me all this. Stuff. All the truths come out. I guess so. It's, um... Yeah. Polynesian. Polynesian. I I don't know what that means. But um it was a apparently it's a rare it's a rare gene that they that they can isolate. That they figured out. The No, oh no. No, no. Not the not the alien DNA BS. I was talking about um, they can figure out if you're from Polynesia because of special like there's a special gene there's a specific gene that only Polynesians have. Wild. And they were like, maybe it's a mutation, but you know, supposedly it's only from Polynesia. You don't know what that gene is. I don't remember. I'll have to I'll have to text them and see what. That gene specifically is. So, it, I don't know. Twenty three of me is interesting. I just would never, not not the cost of selling my DNA. Yeah. For, for, and I paid you, and I paid you to analyze my DNA. And you know what? <laughs> You're then asking me to throw in my DNA, the rights to my DNA for free. So that then there's a a nationwide catalog on. On our DNA. I mean, whatever. They're all going to have all of our information eventually. Oh, yeah, it's going to get to the point where they just put a baby out there. I mean, the FBI has an incredible uh, uh, data scraping tool. They just put out an RFI for it, a request for information for, uh, for new solutions to upgrade the tool. And I put out some schematics for it and stuff, which was interesting to look at. Um, it's an incredible social media scraper. It can, I mean, it picks up on everything. And it has the ability to identify terrorist attacks, potential terrorist attacks, potential uh, national events happening before they happen. They can quickly red flag posts or you know people starting to act weird uh if they check in at different points um you know they they get full tracks on people which is insane absolutely insane incredible um is it mainly through facebook facebook is one of the main is one of the main data scrapers for for the fed uh google has a big hand in it I believe they scrape a lot off of Twitter. 
but yeah, Facebook is one of the main ones. So it is huge for uh, our national security, especially the FBI. The FBI has a fascinating tool that they use. And there is no privacy. That's crazy. There never was. There's only the illusion of privacy. And if people want to get upset over that, well, then you should have written it into the amendments, into the Bill of Rights. You know? We can still write an amendment if they want. We can we can change the rules as much as we want. But the thing is, is that people don't choose to change the rules. For some reason... Their current comfort exceeds the change, the yeah, the the need for change. And I mean, that is terrifying because it it, it speaks to a brave new world. Um, the book Brave New World. And uh, and nineteen eighty four, and I mean, you know, Ayn Rand, like I. I don't know. It's it's a perfect combination of so many dy- dystopias that we've entered such a state of comfort that we're now willing to sacrifice our own personal liberties and freedom without even realizing it. Without realizing it, them them taking it away without our con- without our informed consent, which I think is criminal. Because I, I don't think people understood the implications of social media when they originally signed up for it. That that their data would be sold, that their data would be taken, that it would be used to create prediction models on, on people, that it would be used in AI modeling, that it would be used for so many things. To eventually, like, the, the fear is, is that it's not leading to... Uh, a better life for humans. It's going to be a rug pull on, on, you know, those that cannot like, cannot afford to be within the circle, you know, those that have, and those that have not, the have nots will, will end up, you know, on the, on the outer rim and, uh, and they won't, they won't be able to progress before in the, in their lives will be miserable. And I don't, think that's ethical or or moral or um it's not okay 